Um, I just want to quickly alert the lads. Uh, mm -hmm. I have been to British Popeyes, and we can maybe explore that on the future episode if mm -hmm. you'd like to get oh, cool. about it again. Well, we looked at the pictures, and then like the there was like a distinct difference between the appearance of the UK Popeye biscuits and the US Popeye biscuits. Like I yeah, uh, they, I could I could get into they look it. Drier? Get the episode now. We'll get into it later if we have more time. Okay. Let's Sounds like good. actually start the the podcast <laughs> for real. Okay, <laughs> I'm talking about this cursed island. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a dark place. I'm sorry that we've even mentioned it. <laughs> and it's poisonous slop. <laughs> um, hello everyone, and welcome back to video games are the worst thing on earth. I'm Alton. With me as always is Reese. Hello. And Kay. Howdy. And joining us once again, returning guest, Danya. Hello, Danya. Hello. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, it's been a while. The I would say the, the most popular guest, the most powerful guest, the one oh, that has shucks. driven the most people insane. <laughs> Indeed. Um, gamers and... I don't know, just I imagine and their loved ones. So mm -hmm. that 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 are that is all things that we we laud here. Loved ones is in quotes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tolerated ones, maybe. I'm glad to be held in such high regard. Thank you. We're here. This is it's the new year. It's uh 2023, a year full of hope and uh <laughs> potential yeah, totally. for change. Um <laughs> These are all things that I definitely believe don't read into the severe depression in my voice. <laughs> um, no, the, the, the change will be cataclysmic. Absolutely. Exactly. But because it's the new year, we are obligated as a video gaming podcast to do a Game of the Year award. Um, and normally I wouldn't feel compelled to do this, but there are there is a video game that I would like to... Uh, honor with the prestigious award of me saying oh. it was good on the podcast and that is Celasta which is a very wonderful CRPG game that was made by an indie development team and it's basically Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition the game just completely like D&D &D 5e in a video game and uh, we've been playing it on stream uh, me, Kay, Reese, and Zed for the latest sessions, and really been having a wonderful time uh, killing apes and dogs and being murdered by large birds. Uh, a lot of animal um, abuse. Oh, yeah. And abuse by animals, apparently. Yeah, yeah. like, we, yeah, obviously we murder a lot of animals. Random animals <laughs> that you would think, why would they be hostile? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, really organized too. Yeah, really organized into like a gr a group of very hostile apes who were determined <laughs> to smash our heads in with rocks for some reason. because they they think we're gonna funge their tokens. Mm, yeah, so <laughs> they think we're gonna oh, no. take their slurp juices. <laughs> uh, obviously not, but uh, it's been so much fun, and it has so many different stories. And now we're getting into like user generated content, which has been just insane. So. Oh. That has been uh, my game. Time. Yeah, toilet time. We we descended into the toilet to fight the threat, and it honestly was 
the most harrowing challenge that we That's experienced exactly in the entire what? game that yeah. we barely got through by the skin of our teeth. Yeah, to give um, Danya some context, there was a user-made map. Like, it basically, users can make their own campaigns in the mm -hmm. game. Like That's their fun. Own, their own D&D campaign. So people have remade old classic campaigns, but somebody oh, no. made their own um, mm -hmm. where... We were basically hired by taverns like, yeah, the, the toilet stinks really bad. Go in there and see what's causing it. And just like uh, cue like some of the most harrowing fights with the undead we've ever had. From and, the like, toilet. From the toilet. Yeah, toilet zombies. A, okay. A, we, we went in there. A big cave toilet just filled yeah. with zombies and spiders. Um, yeah, there were some spiders. What I'm imagining, basically what we did is, you know, when somebody mimes walking down the stairs, but, you know, you can't see the lower half of them. So they just we go... did that into the toilet, basically. Oh, and there, okay. was a, there, there was a massive, terrible dungeon filled with the mm. undead that we only survived because Alton had a uh, rooting spell okay. in close okay. quarters. Okay. Yeah, that spell was clutch. Now, did Celasta come out in 2022? It says release date uh, May 27th, 2021, but uh, I don't care. All Your right. game <laughs> is, the, is the game of 2022. <laughs> you know what? You're right. And they should they, be fucking grateful they get uh, our recommendation, frankly. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, Kay, what is your game of the year? Well, thank you so much for asking. My game of the year is Pentiment, baby! Uh, it's the game about monks. <laughs> They're doing monk stuff, man. Now it's, um, it's made by Josh Sawyer, who was the, uh, lead guy on New Vegas. And oh. generally when Obsidian actually makes a good game, usually he's involved. Uh, he was not involved in the Outer Worlds. I'll tell you that right mm. now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a really good little RPG. Uh, it's set in 16th century Bavaria. And it's, um, it's, you know, it's a historically set game, but also it's a game about history as a, a practice, I guess. And it's really tailor-made for me, but also it's really well-written and there's a good little murder mystery. And I think anyone would enjoy it a lot. There's lots of cool little stuff. It rewards knowing about the period, but also you don't need to at all. It's nice. That, that's it. That, that's my sales pitch. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw that and it looks very interesting. The it's art style... Well is something I should I think we should comment on because it's a 2D game um, mm -hmm. that is drawn to look like a medieval mural, basically. Yes, and the text kind of reflects that as well. Like um, often in a manuscript uh, from the period, uh, references to God will be in a different color, and it's that way in people's like dialogue, and it's really interesting because they'll like say a sentence. And then there'll be a gap. And then in the different color, the word God will be filled in after the text has appeared. And it lends this weight to, you know, invoking the Lord in this Christian society where that would have mattered how you do that and stuff like that. Uh, it's mm. just those little touches that kind of color everything um, mm. while keeping it kind of on theme uh, as being like a, a manuscript style. It's, it's really artistically consistent. And I like that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So Reese, what is your pick? For this year or last year i should say <laughs> uh i'm not gonna get too much into discussing elden ring um because i think it's been discussed plenty but i think for me personally i had 
an incredible time with it. I spent over 300 hours and I want to play it again. And it, it helped me understand, uh, you know, game design, game, game narrative um, on, on a level that, you know, it's, it's not like I didn't understand what Dark Souls and stuff like that were, but like, I don't know. It's just like, what is appealing about gaming in general? And to me, kind of came through and i don't know it's just it kicks ass it's it speaks for itself so elder ring it was your first from game wasn't it the, it, it wasn't my first from game i got a ways okay. into the first dark souls but i didn't oh. get it i was i, I was just like this is too stupid give me a halo <laughs> <laughs> so um I, i'm it's the first one where it clicked that's cool i see i find that a really unique perspective because i'm I've been a massive FromSoft hog since the first Dark Souls, um, and it feels Elden Ring feels like such a a natural conclusion of all the Dark Souls games and Bloodborne up to that point. Um, so it's kind of cool to go into that relatively fresh. I think that's that's neat. I mean, say what you will about the open world stuff in it, in open worlds in general. I feel like Elden Ring had a degree of flexibility that let me kind of fuck around to the point where I could get comfortable and find my own lateral solutions, even when I was having trouble. You know, mm. it's, it's what gave me the most trouble in the game were the twin gargoyles by far. Um, I beat Melania my third try. Melania, to everyone, I'm Melania Trump my third try. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Melania yeah, Trump. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, just because i had a i had the blood build uh which they hadn't patched yet uh with ah. the the mimic that also had the, the unpatched blood build, so mimic. It was just a, op as fuck which was just like a, a real quick cheese so I, I didn't have that big experience that that everybody else did with that um but it seems that everybody does have a pretty unique elden ring story which i love about it um and yeah. i'm always interested in hearing hearing it I will say I also very much enjoyed Elden Ring. Um, I think personally, uh, if you're going into that game, one of the things I recommend people do is not look up all the shit online. Like, oh, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things I kind of, I don't know, I feel like I spoiled the game for myself slightly by like trying to optimize my build and uh. look up online where to get items to make myself more powerful. And really, I think the game is meant to be experienced as just like an open world full of wonder where you don't know where everything is and you're rewarded for exploring because you don't know what's going to be at the end of a dungeon. So that's my recommendation. And also, uh, Kay has set off one of my pet peeves by referring to it as uh, your first From game. And my first From software game was Otoji 2 Immortal Warriors on the original Xbox. All right. <laughs> 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 no that that is good advice though um and I, I would definitely agree with that and you can respec that's what i would tell people make mistakes go just fuck around and discover stuff and if your character is jacked up at some point i'm gonna uh, fucking be go such an asshole when armored core 6 comes out i'm just gonna be like oh is this your first from soft game <laughs> bitch except it's not because i've played other armored core games i, so I know not to you i know you've played armored core so you are you are I, i'm grandfathered in oh, your grandfather oh, 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 gonna find system. some soft targets to strafe on this i'm one, gonna find sure. oh what is what's that fucker who does the the lore videos i was tearing into his ass yeah, Vadi Vidya. Yeah, Vadi Vidya. Uh, I was just watching him play Armored Core and just like, oh my god, he sucks. 
no. I'm gonna fucking destroy this noob. <laughs> and TBT. All right, 2023, we become unironic like gamer elitists, but just for Armored Core, it's gonna be sick. I, I think that everyone has that one series where they're just sort of like, well. You know, they're just like, oh, gaming doesn't mean anything about you're a good person or not, except for this. If you're bad at this, <laughs> I'm better than you. <laughs> that is, oh, I'm yeah. Excited. yeah I'm very, and then, excited. Then I'm going to come in with an Elon Musk tier armored core build that just <laughs> the whole podcast. Oh, man. Unfortunately, I know nothing about this conversation, so. Uh, I mean, it's just a mech customization game, and uh, it's very okay. different over the entire series, like from one to four and five. They're all very different, and some people like certain aspects more than others. Personally, mm, fair enough. Uh, I would never recommend you play a video game, though. I wouldn't put that upon you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of difficult to play any of them now just because you need to emulate any of them to basically uh, play them now. Yeah, yeah. Gross. They don't sell yeah, them no, on anything. And uh, me, as of 2018, uh, was getting very drunk on Twitter and sending angry messages <laughs> to FromSoft oh, oh, no! on Twitter, being like, why <laughs> oh, haven't you made a PC-ported Armored Core 4 answer, you fuckers? <laughs> That's why they're making the new one. They're like, all right, we got to get all the That's now. right. They saw <laughs> well, me, good, demand. <laughs> me, a person who has played one Armored Core game and really liked it, i.e. their biggest fan ever, um, <laughs> Uh, it was angry that they hadn't made a version for PC, and that's why they they're bringing out this one. Nothing else. That's right. That's right. Makes makes sense. I got to well, imagine um, they're sick of making fucking Dark Souls games, huh? They have to. That, be. They got to do that. Something. That yeah. that could also have something to do with it. So, Danya, what was your mm. game of twenty twenty two? All right. So let me preface this by saying I didn't play a lot of video games in twenty twenty two. That's going to be well, that makes it better than us. It's going to be bad. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's bad. I had a genuinely okay. good time with this game, but it's going to be like a basic baby answer. I traveled a lot and I hosted people at my house for like a month at a time. Uh -huh. So I didn't really have a lot of, of video game uh, time for myself because I maybe played a total like five games in 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, two of those were Overwatch 2 and Fallout 76. So the... <laughs> nice. the 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 list of possibilities is pretty oh short. <laughs> um, it's 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 not either of those because neither of them came out in 2022, so I can't I can't give it to Fallout 76, unfortunately. But my, my personal game of the year for 2022 is going to be Pokemon Violet. Let's okay. go! Uh, Hell yeah! A big reason why I'm specifically choosing that game is. I am just amazed at how much fun I had playing it, considering the last three Pokemon games that I have bought, because I am brainwashed by Nintendo to just buy anything Pokemon related that they release, regardless of if it's worth it or not. Right. Um, I have not, I've played maybe two hours of the last three games, and I just dropped them. I haven't finished uh, the Diamond and Pearl remake. I didn't finish Shorter Shield. I, I just, meh. But Violet, I picked up and I was just, I was really charmed by it. 
And there's a lot of issues with it. I'm going to go, I am going to absolutely agree. There are people that criticize the game for the issues that it has. That's completely fair, but it was still a game that I really enjoyed and I finished and I'm still playing. Like I'm, I'm finished with all of the, the story. Also really good story for a Pokemon game. I am one of those people that the, the previous Pokemon games, like a lot of people be like, Oh, you can't post spoilers for the Pokemon games. I'd be like, shut up it is a game for children <laughs> oh like what the spoiled but what? this but this game it does have a story um and because there's three different arcs um two of them are whatever like one of them is literally just the basic pokemon game of go beat all the gyms and blah 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 but one of them and and kind of the overarching one is i don't know i was really like i was really charmed by it like i guess that's just the 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 way i would when, when you're going down into the, the the area crater. zero, yeah, yeah, um, it, it it's legitimate. I, I was surprised that it, it it snuck up and moved me for sure. Yeah, um, I need exactly. to play this. Would you compare it to black and white? Because that was the only time I remember it kind of having like writing. Well, here's the thing. So black and white came out when I didn't really have the ability to buy my own games. Um, so okay. generation four and five, I have still not played. I did try and play black two. And I hated it. That is probably the Pokemon game I liked the least of anyone I've ever played. Uh, I ended up giving it away to someone because I was just like, I am never going to want to play this again. Damn. Yeah, I the, the sequel ones weren't that good. Um, but I never played the original uh, black or white. But I don't know. I just thought it was a really fun game. I, I enjoyed it very much. It's wandering awesome. around the open world it, it, it's still the pokemon thing of you're like you'll find somebody on a beach and they're like isn't the ocean beautiful it's all <laughs> thanks to pokemon and like that's yeah. every fucking person uh in the world but the story mm. itself i think uh was was legitimately pretty compelling it seems like they're doing some uh a couple of little sneaky gender touches yeah. in, in the theming i will say they could have done better with the customization. That was pretty oh, yeah, lackluster. Yeah, it's, it's Compar especially compared to previous games, even with it being like, oh, we're not gender locking stuff, but it's like, I can't wear a skirt. So that was annoying. We're not gender locking the one set of pants that everybody shares. Um, <laughs> ah, thanks. Oh, it's, it's under communism. That's my biggest pet peeves in like an RPG is when they have, you know, clothing for a specific gender and they don't let both genders wear it i'm just like this is so lazy i should be allowed yeah. to do this yeah <laughs> yeah final fantasy 14 just uh announced a big uh unisex uh clothing Ooh. patch oh, <laughs> really <laughs> yeah <laughs> well there you go that that then that go. beats out my mmo of the year uh there, simply yeah, there, out yeah, of yeah, principle yeah. but anyway uh that's our games of the year Mm -hmm. If you disagree, it's your homework to play them all. Please yeah. send us uh, your complaints with a picture of you and your home address so that we can beat <laughs> you with hammers because you're wrong. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to cover uh, an event that happened quite a while ago now, honestly, but made me laugh very hard. And, and that is uh, when Kay got to the top of Reddit. Hey, do you remember oh, no. this? Oh, yeah, no. I remember. My great shame. Top of Reddit. <laughs> and the thing that you got to the top of Reddit with 
is r slash non-political twitter oh my god (laughs) you're gonna they're gonna find uh a sticker with this on space junk outside of our solar system with this tweet (laughs) on it like this is your legacy um (laughs) 18,000 upvotes updutes wow this is incredible got to the front of reddit and uh like, like the tweet is just, LMAO has survived the transition from early internet, and yet Rawful has not. Much to consider. Um, yeah, I was just high, man. I was just uh, <laughs> 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 it's a good tweet, though. Oh, it's a good you. tweet. It's a good, people agree. like to think, uh, you know, it's something interesting to think about, like internet culture. But simultaneously, uh, I think they... They completely fucked up their demographic. Um, yeah, just just a little bit. <laughs> famous non-political tweeter, KN Skittles. That's true. I wonder if loads of people... I did get a lot of followers when that happened. I wonder if some of them were like, this this smacks of communism. What's oh fucking my god. <laughs> this, this person may be a communist. Yeah. It's like that Disco Elysium review, like, I'm starting to detect communist bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> The oh best part was all the people, including me, in your replies, like tr- tr- trying to define the culture of what both <laughs> LMAO and Rolf <laughs> just like, please, all of you be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I muted that one pretty quick. <laughs> anyway, moving on, we have an entire segment about Jonathan Blow, and I believe Reese put this together. I so. did put this together um, and then totally forgot everything. Um, no, uh, Jonathan Blow is just a fucking idiot. <laughs> I think we all agree. Uh, but I feel like maybe we've talked about him here and there. But I would like yes. to just uh, give him a strafe real quick. Excellent. Um, what has brought him up most recently is... In uh, the most recent current event of this recording, uh, Andrew Tate got arrested and there was the false claim uh, about the pizza boxes. That just seemed kind of like half a joke that people, Mm. you know, most people were normal about and some people were like, there's this is disinformation. I'm blocked by Jonathan Blow, which is making me hard to bring up this tweet. Uh The dumb pizza box thing tonight is the most scary Internet moment for me in 2022. Very bad way to end the year. And if this was the only thing that Jonathan Blow had ever said, it would just be like a fuck you moment. And I don't want to get too into the weeds with human trafficking and why there's a right side and a wrong side in these issues. Uh, uh, but it, this is such a cut. like. <laughs> we got to give like an overview of John Blow, famous creator of Braid, indie exactly. game extraordinaire. Uh, and I love his take on Elden Ring. If you if you don't mind, Reese, may I may I read it out for the class? Oh, of course. Uh, so this is from Jonathan Blow, uh, December twenty sixth, uh, two thousand twenty two. So pretty recent. Elden Ring doesn't really have design per se. It's a huge map full of a bunch of bosses with different attack patterns, and the sheer scale alone is interesting and impressive. It is way bigger than anything previous, both in physical size and amount of stuff. 
Parenthetical, but the amount of stuff is also kind of why there is no real design. It is just, here is just a bunch of stuff we put in a bag. Here's the bag. I don't think that is, that's right. That is Insane. the most Correct. insane take I've ever <laughs> seen on Elden Ring. Like, the, there's design everywhere in Elden Ring. It's one of the most well-designed games I've ever played. Yeah. Easily mm. the most well-designed open world, except maybe Breath of the Wild. Maybe. Here's the thing about Jonathan Blow, is that he is perhaps the most compelling example of Dunning-Kruger I've ever seen, <laughs> where... My man is so fucking stupid and insular and he can program, sure, but it's it's on a level where he can parse nothing. Um, Braid is famous for being well received for an indie game, but since then he's gone all in on programming uh, this design language for C oh, yeah. uh, that's gaming only and that like all the reviews I googled for it that says it's like this is competent i guess and here are four other things that do all this better and he just spends all day on twitch putting this together oh my god he talks so much about the time he delivers like helping indie game people like he was like I'll, I'll be happy to give my time to review your indie game great right in the same breath say in the same twitter thread he says just to let you know I think there are very few games other than my own that are well designed. Um, and oh I'm going to be upfront with you on that. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and having played The Witness, that is a very fucking funny thing to say. And it's, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, I think I have at least one or two more examples here in the Trello about his nonsense. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the other thing, the, what I got blocked over is that. Uh, this is another thing that I don't want to get too into, um, but he had a big meltdown about COVID being uh, made in the made in the lab, and he linked God. to this thing, and and it's just like you know, it's just like sure, okay, you have more of a point than you did before, but just like to have this screaming blocking fit over it is just such a like. I I only live on the internet, and I only believe things on the internet, and I can't. Think for two seconds about the way the world might really be. I just decided this. And he blocks over any perceived mention of his name. Um, I'm sure he has some kind of automated name search blocking thing because oh, it's yeah. like instantaneous. Um, wow. <laughs> so I yeah, don't know. I, um, yeah. I, I just feel like the, the, the Hammer Brothers and sisters and uh, gender things that are our listeners, we, we just want you to know of Jonathan Blow. His name? Appropriate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for real. He blows. Seen... Wow. If my last name was Blow, I just wouldn't admit that. What is to that? Anybody? Nominative determinism, I believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't name remember. your kid that. Don't don't have your family name be Blow. You're getting married. You take oh my the opportunity. God. You change your fucking name right exactly. there. I don't care okay. what the other name is. I just found a tweet where he just says, I am glad they have been re-releasing these deleted scenes from Idiocracy, which really just kind of solidifies the type uh, of person. Yeah. Fuck, that's awesome. <laughs> I, oh, it really says a lot about our society, you know. I remember watch, seeing him in the uh, indie game documentary. I don't know if you've seen that one. That's the I one have with... seen it, and that's why I was like, wait, is this the guy, like, Brave? Yeah, like, that's is... the guy from yeah. that movie? Holy shit. Yeah, th this is what I was not remembering, which is which is honestly the funniest thing uh, about Jonathan Blow, is when 
uh, he cried in a dark room because Soldier Boy, <laughs> Soldier Boy didn't understand Braid. Um, <laughs> that movie is so fucking wild. I recommend everyone go and watch it just to see. It's been so long since I've watched it. I apparently forgot this, which is sad. How could I forget such a funny thing? Jonathan Blow comes across as like the most stuck up, arrogant little weirdo who has ever existed. Um... <laughs> And I believe the main story is about the guy who made Fez. And yeah, that I, remember, guy's, I remember more oof. about him. That's because he's had like a full blown meltdown. Like we watched this person just killing fish himself. Is his last name, isn't it? Yeah, Fish. Killing himself to make a video game. It's <laughs> just like, oh my God. Uh, so that. Isn't there a third person in that movie to go over? Probably. The oh. guy who made uh, Binding of Isaac. Oh, ah, those seem really? like the most normal people out of all of them. <laughs> yeah, mm. I need to watch this documentary again. Those are just like two like metalheads who are just like, oh, we made a, a game like out of our cool sketches <laughs> and we made so much money <laughs> that we can afford to move out of the trailer park. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Not literally <laughs> that, but they were very uh lower middle class, you might put it. We're moving mm. into this nicer trailer park. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they they're like Hell the yeah. only psychologically normal people. Which is even funnier whenever it's like Binding of Isaac, a game about like religious trauma and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yet they're the most normal ones. I love that for them though. Yeah, that rules. Yeah. Can uh can we play Jonathan uh, or Soldier Boy <laughs> obliterating Braid that little clip? You want to watch it? Let's watch it. Three, two, one, click. Hey, this boy Soldier Boy, tell him they got this game right. Oh no, this shit called Braid. Oh no, <laughs> Braid was released in August two thousand eight. Yeah, in a in a suit. And he, he looked like Mario in the future. And he just walked around jumping. What's the funny part about it? You can do this right. Watch this. You. <laughs> The first 30 seconds. They're, they're not seeing the most important thing. Soldier Boy saying, it's stupid as hell, man. <laughs> He's just sitting in a dark room. Oh, fuck. Thank, thank you, Soldier Boy. Thank you for owning oh Jonathan Blows so hard. And he's right. Braid is so fucking overrated. Ugh. That it, that rules. Thank you for bringing that clip to our attention, Reese. Oh, it's awesome. That was that's gonna require a little bit of editing and post, I'm sure. But man, yeah. that was funny. Yeah, I would I have been really able like to live Braid. it down had I not um, brought that up. But <laughs> are we ready to yeah, move on? Sure. Yeah. We all agree. Braid is man, though, right? That's understood. Uh, I never played it. I, I mean, yeah. I guess I can kind of see like why at the time it was something that was worth talking about, but I don't really know if it has the staying power that Jonathan Blow seems to think it does. No. Um, Listen, Braid came out at a time when Xbox Live was a brand new thing, and anything yeah, that's true. on the platform was heavily promoted by Microsoft as like, look at us. We do indie <laughs> things. Um, yeah, that's sort of the culture that it came out in is like basically steam before they let loose the floodgates of trash. Mm. Yeah. 
Hey, speaking of floodgates of trash, what's our next topic? Oh, it's about Activision. Yeah. <laughs> it's about two floodgates of trash, Activision <laughs> and the Bored Ape Yacht Club. Oh, God, they look so bad as real sculptures. I hate that. They're the <laughs> nastiest things a human being has ever fucking conceived of. Um, like, literally, they are viscerally unpleasant in a, a way that's hard to capture. Unless you, like, if you were deliberately going for off-putting, it would be difficult mm -hmm. to make something this ugly. But going back to our topic, uh, this comes to us from Kotaku. The article title is Activision Blizzard President Leaves to Take Over Board Ape Yacht Club. Fruitful <laughs> endeavor, to be sure. Yeah. Awesome idea. By Ashley Bardhan. So Activision Blizzard President and Chief Operating Officer Daniel Allegri is leaving the company to become CEO of blockchain company Yuga Labs, which owns famous ugly NFTs like Bored Ape and CryptoPunks. Wait, what is CryptoPunks the one I'm thinking of? Oh my god, it is! Yeah, it These are even worse! The fucking, yeah. like, uh, MS Paint-ass looking pixel art yeah. that is so low effort that you could literally just make it yourself in, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Oh my god, that is a really good decision, Mr. Allegri. I'm sure this will be very good for you and your future for the rest <laughs> of your life. Congratulitos. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing their last name correctly, but who cares? Uh, Allegri, uh, who was named in February lawsuit alleging Activision Blizzard misled the SEC about its contestant Microsoft merger, will help Yuga create a, quote, vision of a truly interoperable metaverse so that's just uh, a diarrhea of of buzzwords <laughs> there so oh, jesus i, I don't oh, know what this more. means there's so much there's so much in this and uh the real nugget of this is just like it's so strange that he would jump off blizzard to go to what i would consider to be not just like a sinking ship, but a sunk ship almost. Yeah, yeah, it's is... already underwater. Yeah. yeah. James Cameron is checking it out to make a movie. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting his little submarine ready to go explore it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's odd. I mean, I think it makes a dark business sense, um, but it is, it is extremely grim. Because like the way it works is that when, whenever somebody has a company like this has like a big falling out, if you're still trying to save face, the only thing you can do is throw a bunch of money at a new CEO, and at the very least, you can maybe kind of like get a second lesser pass at, mm. you know, whatever's left of, uh, of the money there, or just, you know, f finish whatever schemes you need finishing there at the company before you take your jet to the um, Bahamas, wherever. <laughs> uh, and, and so that's why it makes sense to me, not in that sense, but just because... I remember when um, I think uh, I think it was Blizzard itself. Blizzard got uh, a, a change in CEOs, and there was some there was a complaint about about it. They were about who was joining. I don't. It wasn't Daniel Allegre, um, but the complaint was is like why would this person switch over to that? That was the reason given, and then it seems to be the reason uh, that a lot of kind of like big name CEOs. Uh, get offered a gajillion dollars to uh, captain a sinking ship for a year and a half. 
I'm sorry, there's a really good line that I would like to read in this article. Sure. About his new role, Allegre said that Yuka Labs has quickly made a name for itself through a powerful combination of storytelling and community building. Mm. Those yeah, are words that, was... that you can say that doesn't make them true. Storytelling. Um, Didn't they try to make like a cartoon for these ugly little shits? And I don't think that actually happened. Was that Yuga like, Labs or was that just one of their psychotic devotees? I thought it was that's, a ladder. That's the thing. Honestly, I didn't know that there was an actual company behind these things. I just thought it was a bunch of like tech bros that decided they were going to hop in on this I stuff. thought it was a North Korean front um, for <laughs> fleecing the imperialist West. Uh, but I'm sad to learn that it isn't and is, in fact, helmed by a Blizzard person, Aww. which is yeah, yeah. terrible. God, that would be so funny. <laughs> uh, but also, I wanted to say a powerful combination of storytelling and community building. Um, storytelling is just CEO speak for lying. Lying mm -hmm. to people. Yeah. Uh, and uh, community building is keep fleecing them. I mean, yeah, oh that's what the goal, isn't it? We have to talk about what Reese has linked here. Do you guys remember the that Seth is... Green thing? Oh my god. Yeah, I vaguely remember it. This was the TV show that I thought people were talking about. Seth Green was getting like really aggro at everybody in Hollywood about it. <laughs> Somebody stole it. <laughs> I, um, I was talking about like an animation that came out before this, but this is really yes, funny. This is very um, funny. It is a different project, I do believe. Yeah, um, so, uh, just, just Seth Green created a TV show around his board ape uh, and then had to pay $300,000 to ransom it back <laughs> so he could continue <laughs> to make the TV show. That's the thing that's wild about NFTs is like people can just send you like a link and steal all of them mm -hmm. from your wallet. It's the least yep. secure, <laughs> it's the least secure like method of transferring anything on the internet let alone acting as like a speculative asset and you can just send somebody like a fucking dm and just fucking take all of it yeah like it, like oh after God. he accidentally interacted with a scam site it's like that seems like a pretty low bar to get someone to hop over and then you just have this thing for yourself but mm -hmm. yeah there's also somebody else made an animated web show and somebody made like a rap video, which is so absolutely cringe <laughs> that uh, we'll put it in the credits. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, my God. It will be the worst thing I think that we've ever <laughs> put at the end of an episode. So be sure to click pause I'm... before that happens. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that song killed MF Doom. I think that's what happened. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> He just he couldn't coexist with that in a world, and I completely understand. Continuing the cavalcade of absolute fucking garbage, uh, now we have to talk about Teslas and how they have fucking steam on, like, the, the little monitor on, like, the middle dashboard. The little boop, boop computer? Yeah. Star Wars voice, they have steam now? <laughs> yeah, and here's the they thing. They have steam now. The thing is with, like, Teslas and all cars that are trying to do the self-driving shit is that they actually do have quite powerful GPUs on board. Mm -hmm. The reason being that it's used for the artificial intelligence of the uh, of the driving, which, as you know, doesn't really work that well. Um, but it would makes a great gaming PC. But 
like this is the most insane thing I think I've ever seen somebody advertise as a feature on their car because it's like, yeah, why don't you play games in your car? Drain the battery away <laughs> while you sit in an unconditioned vehicle. <laughs> just wasting your the fucking power uh well here's where i'd like to debut uh my conspiracy theory for the episode this is gonna end with somebody trying to run cyberpunk specifically cyberpunk 2077 on max graphics uh -huh. and it will set the tesla on fire, on fire leading yes. to somebody's death uh, <laughs> that will happen this year I, I would honestly i would put money on it <laughs> I feel like somebody's just gonna like be playing games while they're driving and just crash and die. Like that's the obvious thing, right? Like why would you deliberately add distractions to a vehicle? Yeah, even if it has an autopilot function, you still have to pay attention to the road. Like that's mm. the thing is you you still have to be like cognizant of everything going around you. You not only have to pay attention on the road, you have to like fucking keep on the top of your game and like for any potential heat sources to fucking suddenly ignite yeah. your lithium battery and turn it that into too, a yeah. fucking <laughs> car bomb your head's like gotta be on the swivel in case there's any rain you know if the car's gonna <laughs> set on fire if it gets rained on <laughs> fuck me at, at a certain such point there's vehicles. a moral obligation uh to drive a tesla off the road if you happen to see one and you're in a larger vehicle <laughs> exactly <laughs> actually my uh my friend sent me a article that was about um a guy that apparently uh drove off a cliff uh in a tesla um in an attempt to you know take out him and his family which is bad um mm -hmm. extremely bad situation uh, apparently he did survive which prompted me to ask and he was in a tesla and he survived you see, that's the thing with Teslas. It's like the one time you want it to burst into a fireball, it doesn't. Yeah, it's like, no, you know, he, yeah, he had to have lost some speed. He was, he was about to chicken out if he lived because, uh, I, I don't see that being something you can walk away from, but somehow he yeah. did. I'm just imagining Elon Musk going like, they say it's not durable, but it's actually very good at hunter killing. Um, fuck. <laughs> 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 Dalton, I'm curious uh, on your take, your expertise on the Tesla's claim that the Cybertruck can pull a near infinite amount of mass. Um, oh my how, God. Do, how, how does that happen? Um, how do we get there? What? I mean, I'm not really that interested getting into the Cybertruck just because I don't really know anything about it by design. Uh, I've avoided I just think it. it's funny that the near infinite mass uh, thing that they're hauling is also like a Cyber a Winnebago, like a, a, cyber a cyber Winnebago, a cyber Winnebago. Oh my god! Oh my god! Take that to Yellowstone. You're gonna be the talk of the camp. Oh my god! What yeah, when it bursts into fucking flame in the middle of the night <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you burn to yeah, death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, that's the that's the uh, community bonfire. I would so. love. I would love. Uh, Tesla to make like a Winnebago and just like see what horrible fucking decisions they make like no windows be, no air the best thing yeah <laughs> no air you circulation just, no. just fucking slowly suffocate in the vehicle it's an airtight seal but it does have steam yeah <laughs> it's like a fucking 
death chamber from Soylent Green. <laughs> He's just slowly <laughs> suffocating to death as you play Cyberpunk 2077. So, are we ready to move on from the Tesla yes. having mm -hmm. an incredibly bad thing? This is a throwback, and I, I think that everyone's going to enjoy this quite a bit. Uh, Tim Buckley is making the rounds for a brand new shitty comic. Let's <laughs> go, oh. Tim. Stay in the stay in the eye. You know, oh wonderful, wonderful news for all fans of what is arguably the most infamous bad comic of all time: Control Alt Delete and the abortion comic. Or no, it's a Lost? miscarriage. Oh, miscarriage con. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm getting my wires funnier. crossed. We can all agree. I'm yeah. getting my wires crossed with the Zootopia abortion comic. <laughs> I was thinking about that at the same time I was talking. Uh, but yeah, the, he he did the miscarriage one, and it ranks up there with the iconic uh, Zootopia abortion comic <laughs> in terms of sheer quality of diseased brain worms that have blasted across the internet in terms of how fucking hilarious this thing is to be put in this context. And basically, uh, Tim has returned to us. For the sole purpose of being a little bitch who's just like, people will be canceled online by SJWs for playing the Harry Potter game. So let's read out the comic or, or, or describe. It is, right. it is a, a, a child reaching for Harry Potter, Har Hogwarts Hogmonger. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Hogmonger. Um, it's like <laughs> Hogmonger Legacy. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and a That's child, the, title. Uh, the child's going to grab it and some dipshit, Tim Buckley, uh, is, says, little Bobby, no, what? It's a, just a video game about magic and wizards. Uh, and he says, no, Bobby, it's risky, not according to the Internet. And then it, there's a big, very physically inaccurate portrayal of a uh, pulley uh, with a big weight that says a defining statement about your political and moral values. Which would drop on the child. I'm also yeah. very mad that that rope at the very top isn't directly straight. Like, it's almost like it's supposed to be swinging, but it wouldn't be swinging. Like, it's a dead weight. So why would it be swinging yeah, Tim, that way if it's that heavy? Tim Buckley made this in a heat of the moment and completely <laughs> disregarded any ideas of uh, physics or, like, the real world. It's a... Uh, this is a, a person who calls himself a gamer and yet clearly has not played the incredible machine because he would know that this setup would not work at all come on Tim. Why, is, why is there slack you, why is there slack in the rope the slack it's, it's, Tim? the longer you look at it the worse it gets just it now. really does like <laughs> it oh is I, the dumbest fucking thing <laughs> I would also argue the construction of his straw man is as equally rickety. <laughs> is there anybody online who is mad at children who might be like, oh, I want to play Harry Potter? Of course not. Uh, like me. nobody that uh, of course, <laughs> I, well, I mean, fucking yes. hate those little shits. Yeah. Uh, um, fuck them kids. Those fascist <laughs> supporting. No, no. Bob those turf supporting little fascists. That... The NSA does not have a document on who is mad at children <laughs> for buying Harry Potter. All right, fair point. Um, and, and just like the other half of it um, that I'm not going to go bother and look for is whatever the his like information post is him immediately 
like walking this back even and just being like, well, it's, it's good. I, I don't, I don't want to get in. It's just, I don't, I don't like it when people, you know, chatter. <laughs> it's, I want to read it out in full because it really is the most weaselly, like weird dipshit thing. And I think what hit me especially hard about this is that I saw this comic and this response while baked out of my mind. And it was a very, unpleasant experience uh mm-hmm. because here's what he says january 2nd uh 2023 i was trying to write an opinion piece to go along with this strip but honestly after f- two full days of researching this hogwarts legacy controversy slash boycott from all the different angles i could find oh this is the i hate this fucking run-on sentence Reading articles and Reddit subs and comment sections, dot, 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 I am simply worn out. I thought my argument would end up being a case of separate the artist from the art, but I wasn't aware the extent of the damage J.K. Rowling's comics (laughs) caused. More importantly, I think, I've ultimately come to the conclusion that I can't offer anything of value to this particular discourse one way or another. The title of this comic, the title of the comic is The Line in the Sand. (laughs) So let me get this straight. He drew this entire thing Mm -hmm. before thinking, maybe I should look look into this. Maybe I should look into this a little bit deeper. And then he did. And then he was like, oh, wait. This might be a little bit more complicated than I had been led to believe initially, but let me still post the thing I made before I actually did any research into this actual topic whatsoever. Holy shit, my guy. You have been irrelevant to the internet for years at this point. If you had just skipped a week, you would have been fine. You apparently got this far along with it. Why would you post this? Tim Buckley, I am talking to you directly. I what? love that this indicates that he has not learned a fucking thing since loss. He just doesn't think. Clearly. I, and it's incredible because he's like, according to him, this was two days. Like, he he did think for 48 hours. And he still was like, but I'm still going to post it, though. Like, it, I worked really hard on it, even though I clearly didn't because I didn't want to fucking draw the rope correctly. Uh, this rules. <laughs> I love. You fucking idiot, Tim. I, I love oh everything about this. Like. <laughs> The fact that he clearly drew this before looking into it at all. Um, and he obviously drew it in like a fucking rush too. Yeah. Like, the kid is like slightly wall-eyed. Like the more I look at this, the more I feel <laughs> with it. The motion line things Don Donya pointed out was great too. Cause that's such a subtle, uh, just put lines around it, I guess. Why but... is it wiggling? <laughs> It's vibrating with excitement at the prospect of destroying this uh, fash-adjacent child for enjoying problematic content. The edits of loss in the comments are... That's what I feel like we do with our podcast. It's like, ooh, a podcast about video games. Little Bobby, no! It's risky. What? It's just a video game podcast. No, Bobby, according to the internet, you go and kill Nancy Pelosi with hammers because they told you to. (laughs) What I love most about this is that even a supreme dullard like this guy, uh, whose name I've already forgotten, is 
the Buckster. Like the Tim Buckley. The Buckmaster. Is that he took a look at J.K. Rowling's comments and was just like, oh, yeah, they, this is pretty shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. This, this, I made a whole this, comic. This I got the ropes just right. No one's going to be upset about that. <laughs> I think my favorite thing is that Control-Alt-Delete has been running for 20 years. Did you guys know that? 2002, it started. I wish I, wish I didn't. Mm -hmm. 20 years. Still kind of a shitty artist. Yeah. Not great. Not not amazing art. But to be fair, he probably drew it in like 15 minutes. Well, yeah, this is clearly rushed. But um, there was a while that like I remember there was a bit of a artist drama, let's just call it, because um, he would. And, and honestly, looking back on it now, this is like nothing to really make fun of him for. A lot of artists do this, but he used to use like preset. Like he would have different faces like saved as images. So he could just kind of like copy mm -hmm. paste things together to make things faster. Um, and I just, I Templates. don't know. Yeah, yes, mm. templates. Thank you. So I don't know. I think it says someone ever those looked better than this, which clearly does not have that going on because again, uh, everyone is wall-eyed at some point. So this rules. He, he this he drew this straight from the heart. He was like, <laughs> that's true. He was angry. He was moved. People are getting mad at people playing the Hogwarts video game, and I must speak <laughs> out. I must use my platform. This is that's how he's always been. Uh, Remember the, his legendary uh like we're gamers don't fuck with us yes. comic that came out. <laughs> don't don't fuck with us. He did, we'll, and he yeah. makes we'll a fucking kill comic. you. <laughs> we will fucking come to your house. To prove Jack Thompson wrong <laughs> about video games making you violent. Oh man. Incredible stuff. I will kill your whole family, Jack Thompson. <laughs> you remember Jack Thompson? That was like the fucking boogeyman of the pre-2015 yes. internet he was gonna take our violent games he was gonna away. take our games away yeah we could he was gonna take away mortal Kombat and grand theft auto oh and God. he was going to take away our mediocre sex scenes and violence <laughs> yep can't, oh man what a simpler can't time. let that stand we need to vaguely threaten him with violence that will really show him it really is quite impressive just how standards have changed over the years. And that's something that always gets me about the development of culture on the Internet is you go back to like the early variations of almost anything, YouTube, web comics, just anything. And the ones that got successful early on were successful because they were in a very underpopulated field. Oh, yeah. And they sucked major ass usually like old school youtube was amazingly bad yeah <laughs> like not to not to speak ill uh, of the founding fathers of <laughs> screaming online into the internet but, but like yeah like fred i mean shoot mm -hmm. uh shane dawson was one of the earlier like youtube sensations and look where that fucking got us most of it was like dark side phil that too. Oh just God. let's plays of completely humorless, untalented people. And so that's, you know, in situations like this, I don't want to speak ill of the angry video game nerd, but like his time has clearly come and passed. But one of the things you have to understand is that at the time that he was doing his review show about NES games, 
he blew everyone out of the water by having a single production value. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. he had a production value. So exactly. That, and he was leaps and bounds, like, not setting up a freaking handheld camcorder in front of their CRT, mm. like, and yeah. playing and reviewing it. Like, he actually put the minimal amount of effort into it. He scripted and things. And as now, a result... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of a Genghis Khan figure now where every YouTuber is related to him. Yeah, every, every YouTuber <laughs> is, his, is his son or daughter. Like, every yeah. single one. Like, if you trace Kay's lineage back far enough, like, his, <laughs> like their great-great-grandfather is the angry video gamer. <laughs> That's true. One thing I like to say about the Jack Thompson thing is mm -hmm. that to me, what's interesting about it is that it's a it's the video game controversy before they figured out how to weaponize gamer identity, mm -hmm. because it, it it is very much a ham handed culture war thing that was mixed up with everything else. It's like a relic from the 80s. And then, you know, later on, once they realize that, uh, you know, they, they can uh, fuel those little misogynists fire, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I hate to invoke Gamergate, but that that is just literally what it was like, literally a, a conservative project that had money funded into it and, you know, got people radicalized on this ideological vector. There was just some boardroom in like the mid 2000s where conservative think tank experts were sitting around a table and was like, how can we do this but replace Jack Thompson with women? I mean, and, and Steve Bannon is the person saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Bannon is just like, it's so great how much they hate this Jack Thompson guy. I wish they would do that but for women. <laughs> I mean, Steve Bannon was a gold farmer before anything else, so... Like I'm not kidding. It's like Steve that. Bannon was one of the instrumental people to to weaponize gamers on that level. Huh. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not going to say it was it was all him doing that. It was it was a much more sort of you know sea change moment than anything else. But uh, there's a reason he sort of weaseled into the Trump White House mysteriously for a bit is because he was their Karl Rove in a way. I was going to cap things off. Is everyone done mm. talking about Tim Buckley and the, yes. the ancient? stories of for, for the next 15 years <laughs> oh man i love i love talking about the early internet like just because i'm starting to get old and it's one of the things i can do now is that i'm like i remember back in my day we used to love 8-bit theater <laughs> i like it because now that we're all old on the internet we have expertise in different areas um mm -hmm. I, I was not uh i was not present for the angry video game nerd age uh but i, I can rant about uh, mm. the bbs age um we we can bore so many people it's gonna be uh -huh. great oh, yes. that's wonderful. i can i can <laughs> regale people with countless stories of uh being the most bored teenager desperately finding things to distract myself from acres of empty woods <laughs> watching countless uh, angry video game nerd videos and the spoony one and eventually like some of that guy with the glasses although to my credit i never really liked doug walker yeah me neither i was always a newgrounds head oh, you know Newgrounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh so you were you were you were a different breed growing up huh i was familiar oh, yes. with the adult game section of newgrounds and nowhere else <laughs>
Um, well, uh, what's I mean, what's adult about the adult games? Is it about like cancer and sorrow and stuff? What I don't understand. Yeah, it's a serious <laughs> drama. Yeah, it's really a, it's really yeah. mature games like Braid <laughs> and The Witness. <laughs> Go, if you're really if you're a big fan of of Jonathan Blow, you can find a lot of Blow <laughs> on, on the Newgrounds Adult yeah. section. That's that's good. That's good. <laughs> anyway, let's cap things off. Kay, mm. tell us really quickly about your promised biscuit experience. Oh shit! Yeah, okay. So um, we went to we went to the legendary only Popeyes in my city, and possibly in the northwest of England. I haven't checked. There's not many of them. Mm -hmm. um, so I got some biscuits. I got some chicken. It seemed that every so they sell the biscuits singularly. You can't buy like a box of them. Mm. Already um, and failing. Because yeah. you can buy a huge box. You can buy six of them at once. Every biscuit came with a big tub of gravy that was way too big for a biscuit. Okay. Like one one of those is probably good for six or more biscuits. Probably more. It, probably a dozen biscuits, actually. Um, so we got a few biscuits to try them and then had a fuck ton of gravy. So we got some chicken. The biscuits were dry as shit. Well, Luckily, all, all that fucking gravy. So it kind of, you know, you can solve the problem. But um. Mm -mm -mm. That's why they gave it to you. Yeah, but like I had biscuits growing up in Canada. We do we do do that. Mm. And these were pretty fucking British people don't know what they're doing. All right. Well, I, 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 I will I will be fair. I will be fair. American Popeye's biscuits are also notorious for being super dry. OK, well, they might have just done it right then. I don't know. They were really dense, though. Yes, density yeah. is uh, definitely a component of the Popeye's biscuits. We're going to Danya, when you're there, they might have nailed it. You might have to be our our test our guinea pig test subject who's eaten at both of them. Fair to enough. To tell us oh, what yeah. the difference is, because Kay, I, I'll have to see. Kay does not seem to have eaten Popeyes <laughs> in the U.S. So yeah, I don't know. I'll have to make sure to. I I don't eat it very often. There isn't one in my actual city. There's one a little bit north. So I'll have to I'll have to make a trip and be like, all right, we gotta test try everything before I go over there. But I'll I'll see I'll see what I can do. Donya, the Gatwato's biscuit correspondent, mm. is on assignment <laughs> in England. <laughs> Did the biscuits uh, taste like they had butter radiation? That's very important. No, they were under-buttered. Oh, oh. man, they truly did fuck it up. Because one of the things about yeah. like the very dense, somewhat dry biscuits of Popeye's here is they counteract it by basically soaking them in butter. Now, in the United oh, Kingdom, and I don't know if this is now the case there, um, these big chains generally uh, give, like, calorie counts on every item. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it has discouraged true. such practices somewhat. That's oh. also why you can't find a good soda unless you have Coke. Everything else is shit. They, Had orange they, soda over there? Nightmare. Terrible. Oh, the, the sodas here are fucking nuts. It's, it's, no, no. Except Coke. Bad. It's bad. They do that here in America, too, but every American just looks at it and they're just like, 5,000 calorie pasta, let's go. Yum, yum. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't understand that because it's using the metric system. Well, <laughs> well, well uh, a big thing I learned about over there is that they have the sugar tax and everything. So, like, there is an actual yeah. monetary reason that these companies do hold back on as much sugar and stuff as they use because they get fined for it, essentially, for if they use too much. Yeah, um, it makes everything taste worse. It sucks. Yeah, it really, really does. Horrible. We're clearly from the two nations that should be judging foods uh, like ice cream. <laughs> uh, it sounds like. 
Honestly, I find food in America to be fucking awesome. Uh, food in America is, into it. is great. If you do mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. care about your arteries, you will have a great time here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I visited New York, and it's like, I would die if I lived here, but holy fuck, everything <laughs> here is amazing. Well, yeah, New York <laughs> also has, like, every single cuisine from around the world. Yes. So... Yeah, but like so does London, but I feel like it's hard to get it good in London. New York, yeah. everywhere I went, everything was like, this is one of the best of these I've had. That's you know, that's true. I feel like there's just I a hate general. I to hand it to New York, but <laughs> there seems to be just like a field around the British Isles saying you <laughs> cannot have good food. Anyway, we no, should wrap up. Okay, okay. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll shut up about this. I'm mm. sorry. <laughs> All right, so thank you very much for joining us. Danya, tell us and Thank all the people listening me. where they can find you and your good work online. Well, you can find me on uh, twitter.com at xo underscore pinkish heart. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch where I play uh, some video games, not a lot, but that is uh, twitch.tv uh, forward slash pinkish hearts with an S at the end. I am not happy about that. I wanted it to be singular. It was not available to me. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Always having a good time when I'm on, and thanks. Yeah, thank Hell you. Yeah. And Reese, where can people find you on the internet and the things you do? Um, you can find me at your very good bud on Twitter if I ever choose to unlock my account. Mm. And mm. Uh, you can find me on Twitch also at your very good bud, where in theory I will one day stream things. And also, you can get at McDonald's a Oreo McFlurry with chocolate based on you. Check it out. Yes, I need to do that. Thank you. I'm fucking cutting out all, all <laughs> the fucking milkshake discourse. <laughs> no one's no, going to get that right Keep it in. Come on. Keep it in. I, 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 listen. No. no. Got the info. That's the, that's the important the message. Okay. Where can people I, find you online? <laughs> We'll take this feud to Twitter. Uh, uh, You can find me uh, on the Twitter at K and Skittles, where I make uh, posts that Reddit loves, and they're very (laughs) non-political. Famous (laughs) non-political Twitter, K and Skittles. Yeah, that's me. That's me. Uh, You can find me on YouTube for my famous non-political YouTube videos, K and Skittles. And uh, depending when this comes out, my video on solitary confinement might be out, which will be very non-political. Don't worry about that. Uh, and uh, on Twitch, I also stream on the weekends, Kay and Skittles, uh, and you can see Skittles. She'll be there. That's the, it. The Attack the Block video also extremely should be checked out. Yeah, watch it or die. Uh, it has not been viewed as much as the other ones, so I don't think Surfshark is going to be emailing me back. <laughs> 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 All right, so you can find me on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash 8alton8. Uh, just go out and check out my non-existent tweets and you can also find me on twitch.tv slash eight or fuck sorry I need to pull it up actually because it's been a while (laughs) (laughs) twitch.tv slash alton eight and I have not been streaming recently and I have not been tweeting recently for the exact same reason that I have gotten insanely into Guild Wars 2 and you might say why alton you could stream Guild Wars 2, and which I tell you, I'm not displaying my shame to the world. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not happening. Anyway, you should go and give us a dollar on patreon.com slash where you can get access to all of our great premium episodes. We have a new one in the works now. 
Uh, Reese, how's that coming along? Uh, it's it's coming along. Work has been done on it. Hell yes. And you can find our podcast at videogamesaretheworst.pinecast.co. And I think that that's everything. So thank you once again for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Find me in the club, holla at your ape. You wandering the game, calling out my name. All up in the bay, lounging, chilling, drinking. They call me Lincoln, Abraham. I make the band, just made some plans to make some bands. All my apes is spam, breaking bad. Pay the gas and lamp for some Jamaican sand. This is for my board apes, from the floor apes to the four trades, to the space jams, to my hip hop fam. Pushing back they court date 2390. You can find me in the BAYC shining. Vibing, climbing, grinding, rhyming. Everything I do, it's all about timing. Doing ape shit. Going ape shit, doing ape shit, going ape shit, doing ape shit, going ape shit, doing ape shit, going ape shit. Hey Timbo, let the shit roll. I'ma make it rain crypto on this strip hole. You're the fuck on dummy, I'ma get slow. Know about money is to get more. With the time to miss, test the drive itself, but I'm charging it. The Hellcat is a charger. Whose car is this? Tip Jenkins, the valet you eat just for parking it. Here's your car, sir.